Hello and welcome to Starter Set. My name is Ed Sylvester. And my name is Sam Gange Bradley. Very nice. And welcome to the show that takes you deeper into the pages of Dungeons and Dragons. Paused for dramatic effect there. Did you enjoy that? Two for the price of one. Dungeons and Dragons. Like it. Yeah. Um, now, Sam, let's get into the show. So, mm-hmm. obviously I've been uh, visited by woodland creatures on a regular basis requesting updates on social media and the good news is that has stopped so that oh thank god yeah after i had a conversation with the squid uh pigeon next day doing the washing up they didn't appear fantastic and i'm like great i can finally get some sleep without the anxiety of seeing woodland animals at my window um so i go to sleep i'm sleeping right and i'm asleep and then suddenly during my sleep Wom 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 wom. This laser beam comes through the window area. It's a visual laser beam as well from the sky, like several concentric circles just blasting down into my mind space. And I have an outer body experience, so I can see all this going on whilst I'm sleeping. And lo and behold, somehow we have. Our podcast, this has been inter- intercepted by uh, aliens. And those aliens said... Blimey. I know, it's quite a big deal, right? We're first contact. Um, those aliens, they turn to me and they go, Hello, Ed, I'm an alien. When we're not listening to Starter Set, where can we possibly find more information on the podcast and or other things you're doing? And I said, well, Alien, let me uh, direct you to next week's episode of Starter Set, where Sam mm-hmm. will tell you all you need mm-hmm. to know. So, Quark, that was his name, uh, this one's for you. Two things. If they've already picked up the show, surely they would have heard this same spiel last week, but we'll gloss over that. Second thing, have you considered moving? Because it seems to be a hotbed of just unusual activity. I think it keeps life interesting. Yep, that's fair enough. You can catch us at Starter Set Podcast on Instagram. We're Starter Set Show on Twitter and Facebook. You can find all the shows, uh, past and present, not future. We're not there yet. Um, at startersetbuzzsprout.com. If you leave us a five-star review on any of your chosen platforms, we will read it out. Or if you just send something cool, we'll read that out too. Boom. Wonderful. Uh, there you go, Quark. I hope you've enjoyed that. Please stop. That's for you, Quark. Probing That's me. For you. Now, on with the show. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, you have experienced the uh, mind babies that have been mine and Sam's homebrew heroes. Um, the Simeons, the Sicantio, the Gangi, and the Convergent. Now... Gangi! Sam. Yeah. Um, you've been crying out. <gasps> Great mandibles is a gangi. Oh no! Everything makes sense. Yeah. Now you've been crying out. Ed and Sam, 
how the how the flip can I get these races into my homebrew world when there's so many as you previously anticipated and showed us in the first episode of this series of homebrew heroes? Well, listener and Quark and Quark, we're going to go and explore that, right? So this uh, this show will literally be maybe more of an exploration of one: how can you create your own race and fit it into your um, campaign, but also with a mirror up to the way that we created these recent four to kind of show you our thought process around those and where they fit in. Does that make sense? I believe it does. On with the show. On with the show. Perfect. I was looking for confirmation there, Sam, but that's all right. Where do you start? What what points do you look at and go, yep, I want to get a new race in and I want to chuck these guys in here. Um, where can you possibly fit them? One, if you're looking at, you've already got some kind of a pre-built um, uh, setting like Forgotten Realms or Eberron or something <clears throat> like that, but you go, do you know what? I actually really want to put my own twist on this and put my own races in. Um, where can they fit? Mm -hmm. So I know at least with um, the Convergent and the Simians, because those two were sort of my babies, um, I looked for ways to make them mm -hmm. um, number one not fitting to current archetypes that we see from the various races um, and then number two other ways to explore them and kind of keep yeah. them separate so the whole hang on why have we not heard about these people before what's going on there kind of thing so we see that the the secrecy side of things with the um, simians being very territorial they use that technology to hide themselves and then with the convergent we've i've approached that from a point of do you know what they a lot of the time are on the move continually they have travelers there's potentially not that many of them so when a convergent comes into your game if you want to play that there's reason for that to exist or even better you can have them, they've been lost in the ethereal realm for however many years, and then literally pop into existence. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's it's... how I approach that side. Uh, Sam, do you want to go with like your your guys and where they where they fit in? Well, yeah, obviously with, just to that end, obviously with the Sicantio, I was like, let's make something that's hyper rare and hyper old, and the mythology of that sort of fits in kind of naturally you don't think you have to have much of a stretch of your imagination to say well something's really old there's not a lot of them they've been hunted maybe they've fallen into legend so that's where i came up with that it's just think of something or think of a mechanic as ed said that means they haven't been around for a while or haven't been seen you know if you want something that's sort of you want to sort of just crowbar a little bit more directly into your campaign just as we did or as ed did with the uh, convergent just invent a reason a rift uh, the thinning or you know there was an explosion of a certain potion and it covered a few people and then they went out and bred and they're this, they're, they're this new thing you know that was obviously a kind of way you could do that i think with the gangi it was kind of like every single race that sort of official 5e race is more about like elements of culture that you see around you <clears throat> and characteristics of people you see around you expanded out and okay what does this look like if this is everything that a certain race is about you know fighting and clans is orcs and whatever else 
and maybe if you're looking at something a bit more jovial, a bit more Middle England fantasy, Lord of the Ringsy, you know, you'll be a halfling or an elf or something like that. And mm -hmm. those characteristics expanded out into an entire race is kind of what I did with the Gangi, really. Wouldn't it be cool if there was this sort of race of people that existed between worlds and they, okay, what does that look like? Between worlds is rough. Well, let's make it actually between worlds most things live on land everything else lives in the water let's make something that's kind of of both those things mm -hmm. and then we strapped on elements of the celebration and that's obviously a characteristic we see in real life just expand that out to its natural conclusion cool nice wicked okay so then that's how we've kind of fitted them in or at least found a space for them to go into so you found your space you've gone one right. more thing oh yeah yeah there is a ton of homebrew stuff out there on the internet. Obviously there is. People have been playing this game for many, many decades. Don't be afraid to look at something. And if you see that someone else has kind of gone with your idea, use it as like a, that little bit of discomfort that makes your idea better. Okay, someone's already done this and they've done it in this way. So... Okay, maybe I can put a different twist on it. Don't just give it up completely, because obviously everyone's been inventing stuff. Don't let that break your spirit. Find a new way to do it, or do it better. You know, that's the mother of invention, right? Yeah, that's true. I have no doubt that somebody's done monkey people before, undoubtedly. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's D&D <clears throat> is insert animal and then put person afterwards, and then you've got a new race. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have no doubt that that's been done, but we found a way to kind of give that and put that into into a world so yeah so you found your space you found your area where your new race can kind of sit and populate so how do you start adding in the the color almost you've got your outlines you've drawn this thing how do you add the color what are the things that then drive these people from a cultural point of view okay so we've got the this is the space that they've come from. Sometimes the space where they've come from can quite easily influence their culture. I think we see Definitely. that with the Convergent and the Secantio, like a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So um, the Convergent, obviously a lot of their vibe comes from the fact that they came around with the thinning. Yeah. With the Secantio, do you want to go into that, Sam? Yeah, definitely. It's... If you have the idea solid from your original point and you know kind of what they're about, expanding out into culture shouldn't be too hard. So with the Sicantio, they're super old. They're super rare because they're really easily hunted because they're kind of mushy. Mm -hmm. So what does that look like? And do I keep saying that, but do ask yourself, okay, what does this look like when taken to the nth degree? When something is super rare and doesn't mix with people and... They live super long. What? Okay, so there's a question. What do they spend their time doing if they're not out fighting because they, they can't really? What do they spend their time doing? And then off that, you sort of think to yourself, I sort of thought to myself, well, they'll probably be really, really clever if they've got a thousand years of writing, reading and research. They're going to be really clever. So that kind of informs the mechanics right there. And that also informs the culture and how they play mm -hmm. on every level. Yeah, cool. Okay, so then, so then that's how we've kind of approached those two from a point of here's the here's the new cultural element of their their being in terms of this is how they came about, which influences the culture. And then for the other guys, we've almost got a point of 
a learnt culture, for lack of a better term, right? So the Simeons, um, I, I mean, I straight up went, what? How? How have they been kept separate? Okay, they're quite technology focused, but the advantage of doing animal insert people afterwards is you can actually just go and look at um, real animal behavior. And Definitely. I think that's why, and we've seen people kind of respond to that in terms of their questions, the way that they run on that front. I literally went um, and looked and read um, articles on the net, blogs on monkey and gorilla behavior as I was writing it. And then before you know it, you've already got your, okay, this is how their society runs because that's that's literally, I'll take that out and I'll plonk that on there. Mm-hmm. Um, now with the Gangi, I know we kind of co-wrote that one because we sort of, we were trying to get figure this um, people of both the land and the sea in a, in a way that is conjunctive and doesn't sound too hippy dippy ish, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah, it's. Um, I realised that of all the of all four of our homebrew races, the Gangi are the only ones that don't really have like a bang. This is why they're here. They're just here, mm. and they're a bit weird because they live in the coast. So maybe that's the reason. But yeah, I think another tip would be don't be afraid to just think and put in mental stuff stuff that you think what where did that come from those weird little thoughts about you know a punch bowl they sit in so and they're always celebrating and that just lean into it if you have those weird thoughts don't immediately discount them just think okay fuck it let's say for example someone had a gun had a gun to my head and said this has to be part of this character Mm. work it out just Think about what parts of the stuff you know for sure, what parts of the law are malleable, and what this other new weird thing is, and just try and marry those up. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if it does work, you can get something that's really fun and a nice little quirk that people can lean into when they play and do their own sort of version. You know, don't be afraid to loot things like the celebratory nature of the Gangi. Just leave that kind of fluid, because people can make that up. Just like you're making stuff up, people want to put their own stamp on stuff that you've done. So lean into that. You can, it's almost like start big, start bigger than necessary so mm-hmm. that you can trim back the ideas rather than go, oh, I'll let this thing grow because you don't get anything that's overly the top and bombastic, which then mm. can influence your your mechanical point of view ultimately. Yeah. So then yeah, let's... Definitely. Let's, because I, because I know that we could probably yabber on about these for for um, a full hour. Let's uh, let's move on to how we then use those cultural and um, origin story. I guess I, I don't. That feels like a dirty dirty word. Dirty dirty word. Eh. Um, cultural and origin story. I guess thing to influence your mechanics, right? So mm-hmm. um, some of them and a lot of it quite nicely comes into physiology which i think we can see in all of the ones that we've done right so yeah for sure the gangi are a a great example for this one undoubtedly everything that's cool about them is all about their we're coastal people we're, we're known as sort of sea dwarves um and then we've got that you've well yeah sam do you want to go into that yeah definitely i think um with the the glidey stuff Obviously, that was a big thing. That was kind of there. And the, the spines as well. That was kind of like a USP because we didn't have anything else in that case to hang it on. 
sometimes you get lucky and you, you get a case of the Secantio where the physiology lends to the backstory, which lends to the lore, which also lends to the mechanics. That sort of virtuous circle. Okay, so they're really mushy, but oh, what they can do is squeeze themselves through spots or yeah. wear all this different armor. I mean, specifically with the Secantio, that was one where you sent me the document to kind of proofread, and I, I, lo I like looked at it and was looking at it and I was going, oh my god, how are we going to make this so it's like a playable <laughs> thing? Because it's so weird. Um, yeah. But like then then doing some editing on it and going, okay, that that would work. That doesn't break the game. We can have this, but to have it, you kind of give up your you give up these other elements. So and that's always a nice way to do things from a mechanical point of view. The thing that I love about those guys is the way that they mechanically change with their constitution scores changing based on armor that they're wearing. Mm -hmm. Which I know, no, like that's quite original because they're because that's literally directly going to be affecting your um, your HP as you're doing this. As you, like, mm -hmm. so you take the armor <clears throat> off and your hit points literally drop. It's not a case of, oh, you become um, resistant. What's the opposite of resistant? Vulnerable. Thank you. You become vulnerable to all damage. Instead, yeah. we've gone. No, it literally takes less to kill you now. But you can squeeze yeah. through tiny holes, which is fantastic. And do consider that trade-off when you're making stuff. If you're going to make something that's really weird, <clears throat> and obviously a lot of people sort of would say, well, if you make something that's really overpowered, it's obvious to give them a downside. But if something, because of this physiology that you may have stumbled upon through the nature of creating ideas, give them something that's really, really shit hot as well. Don't be afraid to go there. Give them something that's, yeah, these guys can squeeze through and they can fly and, you know, they have all these really cool games, they have all these powers, but it's because of this, you know, and if mm. if you start at the this first, don't be afraid to give them something that can really kick ass, because, again, it's just the rich texture of the game, really. Exactly. Dungeons & Dragons works better the more shit that you throw at the wall. One little thing I will say is, if you're building a race and you're looking at the mechanics, try not to give anything a uh, score boost of more than two, because I was instructed by co-host Ed, who in, knows the <laughs> game mechanics far better than I do, that anything like a plus three to your constitution or whatever else, it's just gonna fucking ruin stuff, so just... Before you even start, consider that. That's what that's Sam's hot tip for all of this. I don't think it necessarily ruins it. I think it actually starts <clears throat> taking it to just different editions of Dungeons and Dragons. It's almost like yeah. you're going back to though that A D and D phase where um, wizards are so so squishy because you you know oh you're super mm -hmm. powerful but like you cannot have your hit points above whatever. So you you're you're doing that huge trade off that massive swings and roundabouts thing. I know there's min maxing that goes on anyway in Dungeons and Dragons mm -hmm. because hey you want your hero to be heroic and I'm not going to fault anybody for doing that. I do it myself. I I'm, those powerful builds, man, I love doing them. Um so yeah. What uh, let's so now that we've kind of gone into those a little bit and hopefully people have gone, do you know what? I am going to put some pen to paper or mm -hmm. uh, fingers to keyboards or um, in the case of Quark, uh, mind mind bites to flim flam glamour machine. That's, that's what it is, he told me. Um, mm -hmm. Sam, do we want to try in the last sort of five minutes of the show uh -huh. throwing together... 
a race. Throwing together a race. Yeah. Okay. And we could even we can even do if we manage to and it actually becomes something, we could throw it as a little bonus element out on the um on the upcoming Homebrew Heroes uh, PDF stuff so that you, for mm -hmm. the, the guys to purchase and support us. What do you reckon? You want to try it? Let's do it. Hit me. All right, let's go. Let's do it. Okay, so first of all, um, exploring a place where something else doesn't necessarily exist in. The sky. The sky. The sky. Right. Okay, the sky. Fine. So let's look at what already exists in the sky. Birds. We've got, we've got Aracrocra mm -hmm. in terms of bird people. Um, we've got We've got potentially Gith, Yankee and mm -hmm. Gith Zarai, who can kind of come in and kind of do that. Hey, we, we're pirates and we have flying ships and stuff like that. So let's... They're cloud people built from moisture. Yeah. Cloud people I quite like. It's almost... So you've got, you know, the gaseous form spell? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like that, but all the fucking time. Yeah. So that's an, that's interesting. Okay. So that that's, that's our gap. Okay, mm -hmm. and we're not going to call them mm -hmm. cloud people. We'll make up a better name for them at the end of this. We're going to call them the 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 Nimbulosa. Oh, I actually quite like that. Skills to pay the bills, mate. And I've I've just thought up of the sub races too, so we'll get into that too. Okay, so the Nimbulosa, cloud people, cloud cities, um, mm -hmm. which is also everyone's called Lando there as well. <laughs> so. What does that do from a cultural point of view? You're always watching. Imagine you're always on Google Earth whilst everything else spreads out around you. And also... But you're very aware. You're very aware that you can't change things. Yeah. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. So, let's go from a point of what that does to people. Number one, your strength score is going to be low. Okay, so we're probably looking... Super low. Yeah, we're probably looking at um, an, a negative modifier on the strength, but we'll probably look at some positives on, I imagine, wisdom without a doubt. Perception? Yeah, well, that's, Maybe. Wi that's wisdom. Somewhere down the line. Anyway, so we might get a boost on that yeah. too. Um, other things that are aerial tend to have good eyesight, so let's work around something there as well, because if they're always watching... Mm -hmm. And there may even be... Ah, oh, here we go. So, think of it as a very cloistered sect. There's multiple tiers of jobs and um, uh, things that each person does within there. And you have, like, your, you have your warriors and your fighters, and they live in the third tier of, of Cloud City. Right. Which isn't mm -hmm. so much a city. It's more of, like, a city-state. It's a huge huge thing so expansive yeah it's several miles across yeah exactly and, and that city just travels around the world that everybody can view things from mm -hmm. so you've got like third sect fourth sect fifth sect and then it, it comes to the echelon the, the tippity toppity layer which mm -hmm. is obviously i don't know a council or a or a singular nimbial oh, oh, oh. <gasps> The sun speaker. He speaks with the god of the sun and he informs the rest of them because he's closest to the sun. Nice. I like that. Okay, I like that. So the 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 top of the tier, we can do a quasi... Because everybody's made of a cloud, why mm -hmm. don't we make it kind of a quasi-hive mind kind of vibe? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay, so we're taking a little bit of that mind flayer flavor and sprinkling it over these cloud people like Salt Bay. <laughs> Recent reference there. Yeah, thanks. And, oh man, this is good. I think we've got a good start of something. 
always watching, um, kind of probably a bit disappointed with people. You can kind of take a little bit of that Triton. You guys have fucked things up. I'm only coming down yeah. off my clouds mm -hmm. um, because things are burning. Oh, dude. If they get really sad and pissed off, they kind of go all grey and they sort of rain out of the bottoms of their feet. If they're really happy, yes. you get like this, this white light that sort of glows inside them. So this is how we're going to do the sub-races. The sub-races are based upon weather. Fuck yes. Yeah, so we've got... Um, maybe they all have access to various cantrips. So you know how you've got um, you've got Shocking Touch, uh, mm -hmm. Flame, Thunder Firebolt. Wave? Is that a cantrip? <laughs> Say again? Thunder Wave? Is that a cantrip? Or no, Thunder Wave's not a first level, but there there are elements that we can work around there. And maybe even we make some. you make your own cantrips up for each of them. You can use them like the Eladrian so they get their kind of separation and different points around those sub races yeah okay so i'm gonna stop there because i actually think this has got some legs or at least wispy areas where legs would be so that we can take this offline sam and actually like mm -hmm, properly get mm -hmm. into this i think that's a good idea so that's good all right so boom another homebrew heroes coming into your ears probably next week there we go We've set our own targets here, so we have to do it. Um, <laughs> or we could just tease it out in the book. Or we just tease it out in the book. Yeah, perfect. Either either. You'll see yeah. it and you'll find it at some point. Mm -hmm. Let's bring the show to a close, Sam. Oh, what uh, fun. What fun we've had, Ed. Exactly. So, as always, we have been Starter Set. Uh, you have been our listeners. Uh, we will be releasing all of these homebrew heroes for you to download um to support the show uh, that is coming soon i know that we've said like it we were going to get it done by the end of it we're a little bit behind on schedule but that's because we've got some great artwork coming um, mm -hmm. and greatness takes time blah 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 so that will be soon keep an eye out go follow us on those socials so you know when that's released because otherwise you'll miss it uh, and we're not going to be charging over the moon or anything it's merely enough that we can basically keep our rss feeds coming uh, going on and the lights on ultimately as always we've been starter set you have been our listeners roll well and we will most definitely see you next week goodbye do you want to know what nimbulosa is in gangi i have a feeling i know what it is gangi because they're looking up aren't they stretches the vocal cords bye everybody awesome.